You are listening to the Heart of Tradition podcast. Hello. Wanted to talk to you today about um, magnesium oil and pets. For pets, for dogs, cats, horses, um, any type of animal, basically, um, domesticated. Um, uh, I'm not, uh, you know, let's say mammal, uh, any type of mammal, domesticated mammal, animal, um, including humans, <laughs> but um, one way that you can use this is a few sprays, like two or three sprays on the lower abdomen of the dog or cat. Um, I think dogs would probably be a little easier, um, but it can be applied. People use it at horses, uh, on horses as well. Um, and then for that, you'd have to look it up by weight, um, you know, the dosage by weight. Um, this is kind of a well-known thing in the horse world, magnesium chloride to a certain degree, um, but lesser known in the pet world, like standard pet, uh, pet store kind of offerings. You probably won't see it there. Um, well, at least not yet. So this is like, you bring this like two or three sprays maybe on the abdomen, um, you can also put a little teeny bit in their water, but the goal is to really to go through the skin because it's safer. The skin acts as a filter. So you can put in the water, like I would make an extra water, not force them to drink it. And so have an extra water that has a couple sprays into it. And you can actually taste the water before you put it in the bowl. And if the water is not, that, not bitter at all, then it's safe for the dog. So it's all about taste in a way, you know, if it gets bitter, then eh, it's not going to be as good for the dog, um, especially internally. Um, but if it's not, then it's fine. So you can use your taste buds to, to test these things. Um, and then the other way is just to go directly through the skin. Like, okay, the dog has a bath. Okay, he's a little bit wet. So therefore, it's going to be a little diluted anyway. So we're going to take four or five sprays, maybe three or four sprays, depending on the size of the dog. Um, and we're going to kind of massage that into the belly or whatever. He'll probably try to lick some of that. So that's the other kind of consequence. Maybe there's a way, it depends on the dog and it depends on the hair and how you can do it, but there might be another way to get it in. Now, what I would recommend is if you get it in an area that he can't really reach or lick or whatever, like the top, um, back or whatever, then, um, then you could probably, um, um, let it, you know, sit for like 20 minutes, let it absorb, and then you could get rid of it. Like, I mean, you know, bathe them or something, or even do it as a pre-bath type of ritual where before you're going to give him his bath, you, you kind of massage him with the product, four or five sprays, um, three, maybe a small dog. Um, and then you kind of let that sit for about 20 minutes. Once it goes into the bloodstream, then we can let it go. I technically would probably, if they were very small dogs like Chihuahuas, I would be kind of wary to use any sort of concentrated uh, because of the heart conditions, because of the, there's a lot of things going on with these really baby mini type of cup dogs. It doesn't mean they don't need it. It just means it's very delicate for me as a person trying to help you figure out how to do it. The best way I would subscribe for those is I would just use a little bit in the water where it wasn't bitter at all. 
you know, like the, it's just the water tasted actually good. I mean, like one spray in the water, maybe one spray on your hands and then just let that rub into the belly or something like a minimal dosage, you know, that would probably be wiser for the, the teacup type of animals. Uh, any animal that's not that, you know, hybridized or whatever, um, small, then you could actually um, just do three, three sprays, four sprays, something like that. The big dogs, you could probably get up to like five sprays or something. But anyway, uh, horses would be a whole nother, you know, dimension. But and as far as cats goes, I guess it's, well, I guess you just have to figure it out how to make it work. You know, they have the fur, they have the protection. Are they going to, you know, um, a little bit in their food? I mean, a little bit in like the water, like just a baby amount, one spray, you know, but this is just helping. This is just like an added bonus um, to their food supply. Um now, I don't know if you're able to do it on the back of the cat and massage the cat, you know. I mean, it just depends on how you're able to do it. But um, it might be possible to, to do a little bit um, if the cat is like, um, you know, some area where the cat can, can have that penetrate without like him, you know, just licking it all up immediately or whatever. That might be possible, but... Uh, it might all actually have to go through some of the, the internal system. So the internal system, this is a transdermal magnesium oil. It's more, it's built for going through the skin. So that's going to be its best, the best way to do it. Now, if you have to go through the other, um, it's going to be a high, like internal and at a very small dose, it's going to be a much higher quality magnesium period than what you're going to be getting anyway. So, I mean, in the end, it's smarter like to learn how to use things and, and then to just have a thousand different forms of magnesium and get lost in all that. So this will work for dogs, for pets. Um, it helps them to um, overcome deficiencies. They actually sleep better. They actually have a better recovery system. Uh, and then that creates a happier dog in the end. Um, you know, uh, fixation of calcium. There's a lot of articulation problems in dogs because the calcium is not fixating. I mean, it's not fixing to the bone matrix and um, like a gel pre-gelatinized kind of matrix that it fixes to. It's not fixing properly. And so we have to kind of um, find a way to get that to happen, um, especially because a lot of the foods that they are given, the dog foods, they have these high synthetic vitamins and high level of chalk and other type of um, ash and different things in there which create calcium or other types of carbonate um, residues in the body and so we need to get a way to fix this stuff and magnesium is perfect because it it's kind of like the feminine part of the masculine calcium and then the masculine and then the feminine is like magnesium I mean kind of you know, and that just means that the, the calcium is going to be the hardening and then the, the, the magnesium softens and makes that whole hardening principle flexible. So that's why your teeth aren't don't just crack. You know, they're flexible. There's a soft part to that, too. So anyway, um, check this stuff out. It's amazing. We have a lot of people buying it for pets. We have a lot of people buying it for horses. That was a big industry uh, around magnesium chloride. But so now we're coming back into like just letting everybody, um, <clears throat> not only for human usage, but even for animals, let everybody in on um, kind of an easy way to get deficiencies covered for humans and animals without having to go through a thousand different copyrighted molecules and all the money behind it and without even feeding into that whole system, do it naturally. So anyway, um, it can also help with teeth, teeth pains for the, your animals and, 
you know, magnesium deficiencies. It touches on 800 processes in the human or animal, any mammal's body is going to be the same reaction. Um, so, um, not exactly the same, but, you know, there will be a lot of similarities. And um, so, check it out and um, and uh, come see our website at theheartoftradition.com and get yourself a bottle. All the bottles are the same. It doesn't have to be made for pets or whatever. Like, it's all the same stuff. So, um, the rest is just marketing. So um, come check it out. Check us out at theheartoftradition.com.